over the years, I've heard a lot of people talking about soul searching. Yeah, you know what I mean. People say, you know, I need to do some soul searching. And when I hear someone say that, I'm, I often think, what are they really doing? And why do they feel like they need to search their soul? Now, it's typically somebody's wanting a change in their life. Maybe they don't like the direction they're heading. Maybe it's been a bad relationship or maybe it's a career change. Maybe they just feel bad about something they've done and they want to clear their conscience. Whatever it is, I agree. I like the idea of soul searching, but I think there's a lot more to it than what people are really doing. So today, with episode 21 of my words of wisdom, I'm going to show you what I believe soul searching truly is. I'm going to give you five questions to ask yourself, and then I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. I'm going to show you the things you should think about, the things you should write down that'll get you on your way to being where you want to be. So if you really want to search your soul, here's how you do it. So again, I want to give you five questions. Question number one, at this point in my life, where am I happy and where am I not? Whoa, that's a good question. So let's look at the places, let's look at the first part of this question. Where am I happy? I think this is instrumental, searching your soul to get a good footing on improving your life. So let's take a look. Where are you happy? So here's what you do. Make a list of the reasons why you are happy. Is it your family, your friends, your health? Is it your career, your finances? Maybe how you feel about yourself, the things you've accomplished in your life? Man, make the get out the pen and paper and make this list, my friend. Write down individually and specifically, what is it that makes you happy? Why are you happy? Now, once you make that list, here's step number two. You want to make certain that you have core happiness. Yeah. Core happiness is that place right in the center of your heart. It's the happiness that you protect. It's the happiness that can't really be affected. In other words, it can, you can take some shots. You can experience some, some sad times in your life. You can get upset and get angry at people. Yes, you can have down days, but there's a core happiness that will always persevere because it's about you. It's you like you. You love you. You are happy with who you are. That's what I mean by core happiness. And this is how you test it. You want to find out if you have core happiness, my friend, here's what you do. That list of things that I had you write, you know, the reasons why you're happy. Ask yourself for each one of those. Are you happy with these things or these people? Or are you happy because of them? Yeah, that's a, whoo, man, we're getting into it now. Look, let's, let's look at that again. Are you happy with people and things? Or are you happy because of them. There's a big difference. Yeah. So when you're happy because of people and things, those are the sources of your happiness. Those people and things determine how happy you're going to be. 
Well, you got a long road, my friend, because what you've done is put your happiness in their hands, in their pocket. You, you've made their lives determine and how they act and how they are around you and the things they do and do not do for you. Those become your happiness. And we're talking about the roller coaster, man, up and down. You don't have any control over that. But when you're happy with people and things instead of because of them, you always maintain the core happiness. And don't get me wrong. You, people and things can add to your happiness. But when they become the sole source of it, man, it's a rough, long road. And I know you know what I'm talking about. We've all been down that road before. So make sure that core happiness, and I'm talking about, yeah, you're going to take some shots. You're going to get angry. You're going to get upset. You're going to get sad. But you maintain that piece of happiness that nobody or any nothing can take away from you. Okay? If you do find yourself being happy because of people and things, understand why. Okay? And start working on changing that. And you do that by being happy with yourself. And always remember, with, be happy with people and things, not because of them. Okay? Let's move on. This We're still at question number one. Let's move on to where I am not happy. Okay? Here we go. Again, we're going to make a list. Where, what are areas of my life where I'm not happy? What are things about me? with which I'm not happy. Now, it could be that we're holding on to things from the past. Whoa, man, that's a big one. We do that. We do that. We hold on to things. We let them weigh us down. Am I unhappy because they, I'm holding on to things from my past? Do I have regrets? Whoa, man, I'm telling you, those regrets can weigh you down. The should-haves, the wish I would have done this and I shouldn't have done that and the mistakes I made. Hey, we've all done it. But these are the things that we allow to create an unhappy state of mind for us. Yeah. But we have a choice. Forgive yourself of past mistakes. That means own up to it, acknowledge that you did it, but know that you can be better because you're, you're going to learn from it. And that's another part of it. Learn from your mistakes. My friends, life is about mistakes. It's about having difficulties and doing difficult things. It's also about being really happy and experiencing great things. But when we allow our past to hold on to us, and I'm talking about things from yesterday all the way back to when we were in elementary school, whatever it is, we've got to let those go. We've got to, we've got to forgive ourselves, right? And move forward. Learn from our mistakes and move on. Look at those mistakes as an opportunity to improve who you are. That's right. How to become a more confident person. But you've got to work on letting go. And the first step in doing that is making a list of the things where you are unhappy. What are you holding on to? And then try to transfer those things out of there, man, and move them over to the where I am happy list. You got me? Oh, man, you're going to do it. I feel good for you. I really do. I know it's going to happen. So that's question number one. At this point in my life, where am I happy and where am I not? Question number two. It's a big one. Do I have a plan to achieve what I want? Yeah. Do you set goals? 
Now, let me say that again. Are you setting the right goals? Do you act on them? And are you staying connected to them? Now, with this episode, I'm not going to get into that. For those of you that are listening to my podcast, you know I talk a lot about setting, reaching more goals. Setting goals is easy. There's nothing to setting a goal. There's, there's nothing to it. We can all set goals. But are we setting the right ones? I encourage you to watch my podcast or listen to my podcast. Turning from goal to gold. Turning goals into achievements. That's a podcast. I will walk you step by step and teach you how to set the right goals and how to stay connected to them and how to act on them because we've got to do those things. So take it a step further. Do I have a plan to achieve what I want? Well, make sure you've got the right goals. Make sure you're acting on them and make sure you're staying connected to them. I teach you every bit of that in my podcast. Second piece, believe you can reach these goals. Most of the time we just think. You know what the difference between thinking and believing is? Doubt. Yeah, it's natural. We all have it, man. I know we have it. But you can go from thinking to believing by doing. And a lot of that, your road to going from thinking to believing, you got to build it. It's not going to happen overnight, my friends. It's not going to happen. You got to visualize yourself achieving these things. See yourself succeeding. Turn your mind to a positive mindset and see you doing things that you want to achieve. Okay? Understand failure is, ne is, ne is necessary. When you go out to achieve, when you set goals and you're going to go through things, you're taking steps. It's not a vertical line. It's a step up and down. It ebbs and flows. But think of a staircase. It's kind of like that. Maybe with some down pieces to it. But with each step you take, each step is built on failure. You're learning. You've got to learn from that stuff. So understand that failure is necessary. It's essential. It's part of that plan. Okay? Ask yourself, do I have a plan to achieve what I want? And go get it. Okay? Put it in specifics. Question number three. This one is, is one of my favorite. And I don't know how many people ask themselves this when they do some soul searching, but here it goes. Do I have a servant heart? Man, I love that. I've had a lot of people tell me, Bobby, you have a servant heart, and that makes me feel really, it makes me feel good. And I'm already feeling good, but it, may, it adds to my happiness, remember? I'm not happy because they say it. I'm happy with the fact that they say it, right? I don't need it. But I love it when people say that. It feels good. So ask yourself, do I have a servant heart? Do you help others as often as possible? Let's take it a step further. Do you look for opportunity to help others? Yeah, man, what a great feeling to turn somebody's life around. And my, my friends, I'm telling you, you never know when somebody's having a really tough time. And the simple act of you talking to them and smiling to them and saying happy something happy and something nice and, and just smiling at somebody does can do tremendous things for them. When you ask yourself about helping other people, when you think about helping other people, check your motive. 
That's right. I had a good friend of mine I was talking to in a session the other day, and they brought up the word motive. I thought it was awesome. It's the perfect word. What is your motive for helping people? Are you expecting a return? Are you expecting something, somebody to do something nice for you if you do it for them? Are you looking for something that you want and you're purposely doing something that helps somebody only to get something for yourself? That's what I mean by motive. Make it unconditional. And I'm telling you, I'm giving you this lesson right here because I'm going to tell you a little story about myself. Now, I love helping people. I always have. As a little boy, I can remember looking at people that were sad and upset and wondering, man, wonder what I could do to help them. Wonder what, what would make them feel better. And it stuck with me for my entire life. But up to about 10 years ago, I used to, well, if I would wave at somebody, smile at somebody, say hi, and I didn't get a response from them, I would tell myself in my head, well, I'm not going to say hi to them anymore. I would do that. I'm not going to smile at them anymore. I'm not going to ask them how they're doing because, man, they were kind of a jerk about it. I'm going to hold the door open for somebody and they don't say thank you. Well, I'm not going to ever hold the door open for them again. That was in my mind and it just didn't feel right. And I, one day, I, about 10 years ago, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to let somebody else's response dictate what I enjoy doing so much, helping people. You know what? I'm going to become independent in how I help people. And whether they smile or they say hi back or they say thank you, it's irrelevant to me. It's unconditional. It, I am unconditional in my desire to help people. And I'm going to keep doing it. So I'm not going to let other people control me and my happiness. So I stopped. So now... And from that point on, 10 years ago now, I'll open the door for everybody, regardless of how, if they say thank you, or if they just walk in and don't open the door and don't return the favor, or I, I smile and I don't get a smile, or if I look at somebody in the eye and I say, hey, how are you? It's good to see you. And they don't say a word, that's fine. You know what? It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant because I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's help people. That's my motive, and that's unconditional. That's what I'm talking about. Question number four, am I truly committed? We all like to think, man, we, we're, we're ready for this thing, whether it's a goal, it's improving our career, it's a relationship, Ooh, that's a big one. Are, are we truly committed? We gotta ask ourselves that, and here's how you define this, okay? Here's how you specify this question. Am I committing to effort or am I committing to outcome? Okay, you got to figure that out. The outcome is something we can't control. We cannot control in a lot of ways. We could be 100% committed and the outcome, the desired outcome will not come to fruition. Therefore, it causes us to weaken our commitments or not want to commit at all. We can't control life, my friends. We can't control what's going to go on out there, how people are going to respond to us, who's going to get mad at us, who's going to cut in front of us on the highway, you know, something like that. We can't control that, but something we can always control is our effort in any situation, any single circumstance, our effort. That's right. Now, when you look at your effort, you want to understand if you're truly committed. 
ask yourself, first thing first, are you committing to the effort, not the outcome? Okay, that's first part, but we can't let ourselves off the hook. Second part, how much is our effort? Well, if we say we're committing to effort, not outcome, are we committing to 100% effort? That's the question. Are you committing 100% effort to what you want, to your goals? to your relationships, to yourself, your health, your self-image, your self-worth, your confidence, helping others, being a leader, motivating people. Are you committed to that? One thing I want you to understand too, when it comes to commitment, be aware of the wanting trap. That's what I call it, the wanting, W-A-N-T-I-N-G, wanting. Because I hear this all the time. I hear a lot of people say this, and when I ask a question, this is what they typically say. You hear people say, well, you've gotta want it. You gotta want it bad enough. You gotta want it more than the other person. You have to want it so bad to make it happen. Not true. It's just not true. Wanting is emotional. Wanting is an emotion. It's simply an emotion. You could want 100% all day, every day, every week, every year of your life, and it's not going to happen. Why? Because you got to start doing. You got to turn wanting into doing. It's a trap. You're sitting there, oh, I want this relationship to work out so bad. I, I just know I'm, I want it so much, it's going to happen. Oh, I want this new job. I want this new raise. I want to get healthier. I want to stop smoking and drinking. I want to stop, I want to start eating healthier. I want to get make more money. I want it so bad. I know it's going to happen. No, it's not until you start doing. That's what I call a wanting trap. It doesn't matter how hard you want it. You got to start doing. Let me give you an example. And here's the here's what I meant by the answer I get in a lot of ways. You got two. You got identical twins. Okay, same strength, same energy, same potential. Everything is 100% identical. They have equal speed, equal strength, everything. Emotions, everything's the same. Now we're gonna line them up on the truck. We're gonna, they're gonna race. They're gonna do a 100 yard sprint, okay? Who wins? Who wins? Are they gonna tie? No. Somebody's going to win. Who is it that's going to win? Now the natural answer and the common answer I always hear is, well, the one that wants it the most. No, wanting is emotional. It's not action. The one that wins the race is the one who puts out the greater effort because that's something you're not born with. That's something you can't buy. You gotta dig down in that heart, man, and in that soul and put out the effort. That's what I mean by 100% effort. Don't get caught in a wanting trap. The wanting trap. When you're up against it, if you're an athlete, man, I was 6'2", 140 pounds playing linebacker in high school, and I was I was a starting linebacker, and across from me are guys that outweighed me by 50, 60, 70 pounds, sometimes 80, 90 pounds. But I got around them. I outdid them because I of my effort. I didn't have the physical tools. I didn't. The strength, I was weak, man. I couldn't bench press 95 pounds coming out of high school. My senior year, I could not bench press 95 pounds. I think I ran a 5'4'40". Coach drip, drove the coach crazy, I remember that. 
but I ran as hard as I could. But on the football field, I dug down and found more effort to overcome people that had physical abilities I didn't have. They were faster than me. They were stronger than me. But I overcame them because of my effort, which came from my heart. You have that too. You can do that. When you're faced with extraordinary circumstances and you're soul searching, look at your effort. Start applying 100% effort and you will overcome other people that may be more qualified than you, more experienced than you. Effort is gold. You got me? Tuck that in deep. I'm telling you. One more thing about am I truly committed? Be ready to accept struggle and uncertainty. Not only accept it, but use it. The struggle and uncertainty and sacrifice of commitment is the grandest prize. The achievement of a better you is the bonus, my friend. The more you struggle, the more uncertainty you have, and the more you stick to it and don't quit and give it 100% effort, you're going to win every single time. I guarantee it. Know that when you struggle, and you have uncertainty, know that you will face those things when you soul search and you sit out to better yourself and struggle and uncertainty come up upon you. Accept it, use it, learn from it and become stronger because of it. Yeah, I know you will, I know you will. Okay, here's the last question, question number five. Am I a leader? Man, that's, you are, we're all leaders in one way or another. We're either leading ourselves or we're leading ourselves and others. We lead ourselves wherever we go. So yes, we are, you are a leader, but are you leading by the, the proper example? What kind of example are you leading? What kind of, what, what, what are you setting by the way you act and you think? When you talk to someone, what kind of example are you setting? Are you smiling? Are you becoming agitated? Are you getting angry at people easily? The best way to become self-motivated is to lead the way. Show others how to do this. Teach others. When you smile at somebody, you're starting something, you're starting a catalyst. Be the example, be the leader. Show others what your life is about because you truly understand soul searching. You've been through Bobby's five questions and man, it turns your life in a different direction, a much better direction. And you're going to live your life by leading like that. If you think you're getting better and you're acting better, make sure, or if you think you're doing better and you're going down that road, make sure your actions represent that as well. Be more understanding with people, right? Remember, hold the door open for people. Let me tell you, that's, that's, that's an example I want to give you really quick because, and it's right, it's with I Am I a Leader, it's, it's right up this alley. When I go in places, it doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, it's a bathroom, it's a, at the gym, it doesn't matter. I turn around, when I walk up to the front door, I turn around and look behind me. If there's somebody within 20 yards of me, I'm gonna stand there and wait, and I'm gonna open the door for them. I'm gonna let them in first. Every single time, I do it every single time, I do. There's a gym I go to and it has two sets of doors. It has a door and it has like a little foyer and then another door that goes to the gym. So I'll hold the door open for somebody. 90% of the time, 
When I hold the door open like that, the person walks in in front of me and then they grab the door and they say, let me return the favor. Bam, man, look at what just happened. Versus me just walking in, nobody opened the door for anybody. But instead of me looking behind me and paying attention and having a, ser having a servant heart, I hold the door open and then they pay it back. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to think about that because I think about it. And you think the probability is that they're going to open the door for somebody else that I don't even know later that day. And then that person's going to go, well, let me get the door for you. Just see how it becomes contagious. Talking about soul searching, man. This is how you do it. Lead the way. That's your fifth question. Am I a leader? Do the little things. Lead by example and make that example something powerful and confident. You got me? I'm going to read a lesson to you. It's book seven, lesson one. This is my words of wisdom. This, these are my seven books of wisdom, man. They're awesome. The title of this book is Transforming Uncertainty into Achievement. You can get these books. You can go to 7booksofwisdom.com and get these books. They they're have each book. There's seven books that have 52 quotes and lessons in them. Short, three-minute lessons. Here they are. We're going to start. This is an awesome one here. Again, it's book seven, lesson one. Here's your quote. You, get, you hang around me long enough, you're going to learn a lot of these quotes. And they're all mine. I love writing them. Here we go. Here's the quote. Embracing the need for change is the start of fulfilling stability. I'm going to read that again. Embracing the need for change is the start of fulfilling stability. Here's the reality. There's no doubt most changes can be challenging, especially when we feel there's no need for it. The old saying if it works, don't fix it, comes to mind. And although it's a good saying, there's another side to it of which we need to be aware. At different points in our lives, we're good at convincing ourselves that everything is okay when deep down, we know it isn't. This is where we should be subjected because when it comes to self-improvement, being honest and self-reflection is not only challenging, it's essential. We all need change to establish stability in our lives. And if we stop or refuse to change, we, become, we begin to become unstable and our growth stalls. That's what I mean by that quote. Now here's your plan. Honesty and self-reflection are the keys to embracing change. So do your best to open up. Think of one thing or one area of your life you would like to change. Pick one for now, just one. It can be your attitude, self-image, career, finances, health, social life, or anything else you want to change. Once you've made your pick, give detailed thought as to why you want to make that change. After that, think about the benefits you gain by making it. Because that's, that's the plan, not here's the action. Remember what I said, to go from, to. To go from wanting to having, you got to start doing. Well, this is the doing. Here's your action. And I want you to do this. I want you to do this today, right now. At some point today, write one thing you want to change. One reason you want to change it and how it benefits you. 
Once you do this, change for better is on the way. This is all written for you in these, in these books. Each book has a place for you to write it down and a whole page of notes for you to keep your own journal. Yeah, it's all in one. So one thing I want to change about my life is whatever you want it to be. One big reason I want to make this change is, and then lastly, by making this change, my life will benefit from it because. Yeah. Like I said, soul searching is typically, when someone's saying they're gonna do some soul searching, they're typically wanting change. Change for the better, they're in a rut. They wanna feel better about themselves. This lesson in my book seven, it helps you start down that road. And then when you do some soul searching, which I think we all want to do, whether we're in a bad place or not, even when things are as good as they can be, we still need to, we still need to do some soul searching and ask yourself those questions. Question number one, at this point in my life, where am I happy and where am I not? Talk, look, make a list about the things where you are happy and the things where you're not happy. Ask yourself, do I have a plan to achieve what I want? This is, do I have the right, do I have goals? Are they the right ones? Am I acting on them? And am I staying connected to them? You want to ask yourself the third question, do I have a servant heart? Do I help others? Do I seek, do I, do I devote a part of my day to somebody other than myself? Do I, do I look for people to help? Do I look for opportunities to help people? And what is my motive when I do it? Is it unconditional? Am I gonna help people no matter what happens after I do it? Do I expect something in return? I hope not, but that's what you want out of that. Number four, question number four, am I truly committed? Am I committed, am I committed to the effort instead of the outcome? And is it 100%? Am I, am I falling into the wanting trap? Do I accept the struggle and uncertainty of commitment? And in question number five, am I a leader? Am I leading by example? Yes, you are, but what kind of example are you saying? Are you a leader of others? Are you want, do you want to help people have a better life unconditionally? Are you teaching others? Hold that door open, man. Smile at people. Do stuff, pick up trash when you see it, even if it's not your business or not your house. Leave things better than when you left. You're going to build a powerful person by doing that. Look, follow me where I'm leading you, my friend, and you'll no longer have to search for your soul. You won't, because it, your soul will become the biggest and brightest part of you. And you'll never have to search for it again because it's such a big part of you. It's right here where it always has been and it always will be. Right in the middle of your heart. Yeah. I'm Bobby Wisnan. Thanks for listening.